You're listening to the Quince podcast. Several instances of violence, stone pelting and arson rocked many states in India on the occasion of Ram Navmi on 10th April. Reports of unrest and violence emerged in Madhya Pradesh, Jharkhand, Gujarat, West Bengal, Goa, Mumbai and New Delhi. Where students in Jawaharlal Nehru University were allegedly attacked by students affiliated with right-wing groups. Meanwhile, the clashes which erupted in Gujarat resulted in the death of one person. Several purported videos of these incidents which have been uploaded on social media showed several youths wearing saffron clothing, wielding swords and chanting Jai Shri Ram an anti-Muslim slogan and whizzing through the streets on their bikes. In one instance in Bihar's Muzaffarpur, a purported video uploaded on social media shows a group of men holding saffron flags and swords outside a mosque with one man climbing the mosque's wall and trying to fix a saffron flag upon it. And in Madhya Pradesh's Khargaon, as many as 77 people have been arrested so far after incidents of stone pelting and arson took place during a Ram Navmi procession in the district. This is however not the first time such rallies and violence have taken place on the occasion of Ram Navmi. In the past few years, right-wing Hindu groups taking out processions have led to tensions in many parts of the country according to several media reports. So in today's episode, we take a look at the reports of violence in some of these areas and analyze how the occasion of Ram Navmi has been a weapon to spread communal hatred by certain right-wing Hindu groups. For this, we spoke to Tista Sethilwad, a journalist and civil rights activist, and Apurvanand, a professor at Delhi University. Get tuned in to the big story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Himmat. Let's begin with Gujarat, where violence was reported from Kambar town of Anand district in central Gujarat and Himmat Nagar town of Sabarkanta district of North Gujarat. In Anand district, the police recovered the body of an unidentified man who appears to be around 65 years of age from the spot where two groups pelted each other with stones after a clash broke out between them during a Ram Navmi procession. A similar clash also took place in Himmat Nagar, where the police reported two groups pelting stones at each other during a Ram Navmi procession, leading to several people being injured. And like Kambad, miscreants also vandalized and set fire to several vehicles. And despite the violence which marred the area, the Vishwa Hindu Parishad decided to take out another rally in the same area as per an Indian Express report. Violence and soul pelting were also reported from Khargaon district of Madhya Pradesh, where a curfew has now been imposed in several parts of the district. As per Madhya Pradesh Minister of Home Affairs Narutam Mishra, 77 people have been arrested so far in section to the violence. DIG of Khargaon district Tilak Singh said that large security forces have been deployed in the area and that a ban has also been placed on gathering of large number of people. गाड़ियां जलाई गई हैं कुछ घरों में अभी आग लगी थी उसी घटना को देखते हुए कि और आगे जनता की हानि कुछ ना होने पाए कर्फ्यू लगाया गया है कस्बे में और पुलिस भी बाहर से आया हुआ है जगह-जगह फिक्स पिकेट लगे हैं मोबाइल पार्टियां लगी हुई हैं और फिलहाल तो स्थिति रात्रि में के दो-तीन बजे के बाद से ठीक है कहीं से कोई शिकायत नहीं आ रही है a similar story played out in Jharkhand and West Bengal too. In Jharkhand's Lohar Daga district, Section 144 of the CRPC has been imposed by the police to control tensions and is under heavy police deployment. In West Bengal, reports of communal clashes also came from Havra city where 10 people were injured with one being in critical condition. Several shops were reportedly ransacked and 17 people so far have been arrested by the police. 
However, violence taking place during Rao Nami processions is not new in West Bengal. In 2018 as well, three people had died due to clashes after Ram Nami procession was passing through a Muslim-dominated area. And in 2017, over 150 rallies were organized in the state, where the procession was seen carrying swords, knives and other weapons and chanting slogans like Jai Bajangbali and Har Har Mahadev as per an Indian Express report. Interestingly, Rav Navmi has traditionally not been a popular holiday in West Bengal. As per Apurmanan, a professor at Delhi University, apart from West Bengal, the festival is being popularized in states like Kerala as well. Uh, Ram Navmi has not been a very popular festival in Kerala. But uh, six, seven years back, when I was visiting uh, Kasarkot, I discovered that uh, Ram Naomi was being popularized even in Kerala. Uh, Ram Naomi was not popular at all in uh, West Bengal. But for last seven, eight years, Ram Naomi has become very uh, aggressive. And uh, now uh, I have heard that more than 200 or 250 processions are taken out across Bengal. Mm-hmm. on the occasion of Ram Naomi. Ram Naomi has never been a festival of uh, West Bengal. For last seven, eight years, the Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh, Bharti Janta Party, and uh, what has happened over the years, and especially mm-hmm. in the last seven, eight years, that it has become uh, an occasion where, uh, which, where Ram Naomi is controlled by the elements of RSS, Vishwam mm-hmm. Duparishad, Bajrang Dal, uh, and Bharti Janta Party. Mm-hmm. So it has become a kind of a party uh, festival, a festival controlled by Bharatiya Janata Party and RSS. Okay. But so in West Bengal, we heard the slogans of yeah. uh, which was bizarre: uh, "No, no Durga, no Kali, only Ram and Bajrangabali." Mm-hmm. That was the slogan we heard, I think, uh, five years back, which I found funny, bizarre, but also very threatening. But in Bengal, if you can chant no Durga, no Kali, only Ram and Bajrangbali, then it was an import from the North Indian states to uh, Shakti loving or Durga worshipping Hindus. Meanwhile, clashes also broke out between students of Jawaharlal Nehru University over non vegetarian food being served in a hostel mess on Rav Nammi. Post the incident, an affair was lodged against the Akhil Bharti Vidyarthi Parishad, ABVP, a right-wing group linked to the RSS. The JNU Students Association has blamed the right-wing group for quote-unquote forcing and attacking the mess committee to change the dinner menu and exclude the usual non-vegetarian items in it for all students. On the other hand, ABVP has accused the National Students' Union of India for creating ruckus and obstructing a Ram Navmi puja celebration. Similar incidents of violence also occurred in Mumbai, Goa and Karnataka. But the big question here is, why is the occasion of Ram Navmi becoming so communal over the years? According to Tista Settlewad, a journalist and civil rights activist, it is important to see how these processions are carried out and how they have been organized as quote-unquote political projects. Whether it's Asan Sol, whether it is uh, Jharkhand, whether it is, uh, whether it is Gujarat in seven, five, six incidents, Madhya Pradesh. And we ran, also had a couple of incidents in Mumbai where there was a huge attempt last night to uh, foment communal trouble. There's no question that the Ram Navmi uh, procession, the Ram Navmi festival and the Chaitya uh, Navratri, which used to be a quiet home commemoration, a quiet home celebration, this Navratri, unlike the Dasara Diwali Navratri, which used to be far more public with the Gadba, etc. It's been made into a political project because it's no more religious. It's a political project. Okay. So if it's a political project, then it, uh, other things come in in terms of political mobilization, in terms of not necessarily uh, joyfully celebrating something, but actually trying to gain a political objective out of it. And this is very much linked to the politicization of the uh, persona of Lord Ram, 
you know, where even uh, uh, the Lord, uh, you know, Jai Siyaram becomes Jai Sriram in a very militant and violent way. And even Sita, Sita Ji disappears from the entire discourse, you know. So it's very important that this is whole linked to a kind of very met, met, uh, supremacist, uh, hegemonistic, militaristic uh, kind of a concept, which is not really of the Ram that we grew up with, you know, who was a Ram who was in our homes, who was, you know, talked about, uh, you know, discussed, maybe even critiqued for some small things, but, you know, very much part of everyday discourse in a Hindu household. So I think it's very important that it's part of a, we have to see the Ram Navmi uh, procession and the way it's being used on the streets uh, as a political project. And I think that's what makes it dangerous and worrying because uh, we are trying to kind of create huge social schisms in our society. And uh, we are also trying to, you know, strain a very, very, uh, uh, very, very uh, fragile social fabric. And I just like to say one more thing here, which is a very sickening thing, which is a kind of silence from the constitutional leadership of this country, you know, and I think those who, who are our elected representatives, be they in the center or in the states, uh, they are sworn to the constitutional notions of equality, parity, non-discrimination. And uh, when the, such uh, occasions are used to target marginalized sections and, uh, you know, properties of minority communities are attacked, as we've seen, whether it's in Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Gujarat. Uh, I think it is a constitutionally bound duty of the elected representative and the governor and the president who are constitutional appointees to speak up, you know, and it's very, very tragic that you see a complicit silence from constitutional authorities. She adds that not only are these processions organized as quote-unquote political projects, but are also in breach of several recommendations made by 1970 Justice Mahajan report, which lists several required steps which need to be undertaken when organizing a religious procession. You know, there's a very important report that came out in the 1970s, which is the Justice Mahajan Commission report, which went into the 1970 Bhivandi, Jalgaon and Mahadrais, you know, in Maharashtra. And it's, it's, it's an 18 volume report. And I keep going back to it because there's a section in the report which talks about the law on religious processions and the steps that need to be taken. Okay, which, which, which also tells us that it's not a new thing, this kind of politicization of the religious festival. And you see the recommendation in the Justice Madan Commission report about how these processions should have predetermined routes, how they should not play mu music outside mosques, how they should not throw gulal, and vice versa, how the Muslim processions also should be behaving when it comes to the non-Muslim areas. And you find that none of these, uh, uh, these, none of these very detailed uh, recommendations are being followed. Uh, you know, photographer, photographers and videographers to accompany them, ministers being advised to stay away because you don't politicize religion. All, all these suggestions are there in Justice Madan's report, but, but unfortunately they're followed in their brief. You can find detailed reports of these communal incidents on the Quinn's website and also links to these reports in our show notes. If you want to see more updates regarding this story, follow the Quint on our social media handles. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.
Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 